Hello, what is up, buddy? This is Beef, and we're about to check in with your boy, SFK. I assume, judging by every other week, the old American flag screams exactly where you're at. Yeah, I'm in my room. He is in his room. It is approximately in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities. Holy shit, are you? Well. Am I what? Are you? Did you just do the intro? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Wow. Um, it is approximately 1134 Central Standard Time, so we're grinding late for you folks. Yeah, after a long, hard day at the Timberwolves, so which yeah. they won. Yeah, I heard Cat got in another fight. It wasn't a cat. It was. It wasn't a cat. It wasn't a fight. It was just like double tech, but it was cool. Okay, so um, a lot, a lot of big things happened this week in Big Ten football. Um, a lot of interesting things happened in NFL football. Some teams got beat that I did not expect. And and the Astros are a bunch of dirty fucking cheaters. Whoa, that's a lot to take in and kind of kind of grasp there. So, what do you want to dive into first? There, beef. Well, naturally, before we start with the Big Ten football, I would just like to make a side note that has nothing to do with the Big Ten. Uh, sure. The Oregon women's basketball team played an exhibition game against the USA women. Sure. They beat them. <laughs> really. Yeah, I think they won by nine points or something. So I, I don't know if that's a testament to how good Oregon's ladies are right now or yeah. if USA basketball played really bad or they need to get new players. Or maybe it's just like it was an exhibition. So I don't know. Like I'm sure Maya Moore probably wasn't playing. Her, Diana Taurasi, they were all playing. No way. Yes. That's tough. That's good. Hey, shout out to the Oregon Lady Ducks. That's why I wrote at the top of our notes in big, bold letters, Oregon women beat USA basketball team, LOL. <laughs> oh, that's a tough look. Tough look for the uh, national team, but, hey, good for good for Oregon. Good to, see, uh, good to see them being relevant, I guess. Actually, they're pretty good at women's basketball. Yeah, they've for been the good for a while. They're no UConn, but who is? No, I mean they're ranked number one in the country right now. But Oregon is. Yeah. Do they play on that that court? You know what I'm talking about? Does yeah, the court the, it, it, shit. It looks like the woods. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Ducks don't live in the woods. Wood ducks do. I guess. Yeah, that's true. A song. Okay. Um. Also, one more thing. Uh, I almost got kicked out of a sled hockey tournament this weekend because <laughs> refs weren't making any calls, and I was about this far from going completely berserk. And if, sure. you, could, if you could see me, I'm holding my fingers about a centimeter away from each other. So I flipped a ref off, and he turned around and saw me. <laughs> Oof, that's a tough look. Tough yeah. look for the boys. Yeah, Um wasn't great, but uh, whatever. Anyways, here we go. Big Ten football. Uh, <laughs> my boys, the Turtles, Maryland, Ooh. 14, OSU, 73. Um, yeah, uh, 
OSU had two different players throw for over 100 yards and two different players rush for 90-plus. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, and they didn't play without Chase Young. And fun fact, about halfway through the game, a Maryland player decommitted on Twitter from Maryland because they are getting beat so bad. Like, first of all, uh, that's fun. I mean, it's not funny, but if you're good enough that you can decommit from a full ride, most likely, why oh, the fuck? Why the fuck are you going <laughs> to that school, anyways? <laughs> Who knows? But it's just, it was. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, wow, that. Yeah, like you said. I mean, you're you're a D one going to be a D one college player, and he decommitted just because he's like, okay, seventy three to zero, like. Fuck well, this. <laughs> well, and it's weird too. God, I was so confident at the beginning of the season that Maryland. I was, remember. They were three and zero. They put up like the most points in the first three games in their history. I'm like, this is a year. It's our year. <laughs> the the year of the turtle. It was not meant to be, I guess, because they're dog shit. Yeah, they are horrible. Another takeaway from that game: the leading passer and the leading rusher was not Fields or Dobbins. So Maryland got beat by the second string quarterback and the second string running back. Yes, yeah, that is not a good thing. <laughs> um, uh, I think it is very convenient. Uh, if those of you who didn't hear Chase Young, potentially the best player in college football, um, he was caught taking a loan from a quote unquote family friend, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I think, it was very smart of Ohio state to take him out of that game to initiate and say that, yeah, this is wrong. We'll do it before the NCAA does it. And now Absolutely. they're, and now they're only giving him a one more game suspension. Granted, no one really knows any case details of this or what amounted from it. So I can't say that he should be out for even another game or if he should be suspended indefinitely, but I think it's very convenient that he'll be back for Penn State. I agree. And honestly, from what it sounds like, it was a loan that he took out or something, but he paid it back. That It's already been paid back, so I don't know where the, the stipulation or whatever is. And I don't. this just seems like another thing that the NCAA is doing that's just kind of shady. And like you said, it is kind of funny how he gets to come back all right, right before the Penn State game, you know, the biggest game of the year potentially for Ohio State. But um, – interesting case and obviously like not a lot of people know all the details but again like you said good move by Ohio State getting ahead of it and not trying to hide it um I don't see how that can hurt them at all or hurt Chase Young so good on them for getting ahead of it like you said and being uh a plus with their compliance team yeah um next we have up Northwestern 22 Purdue 24 um Purdue's backup QB actually started this game he, he threw for 270 yards and two touchdowns. Um, they're running back McGowan uh, for Northwestern. He ran for about 150 yards, but it wasn't enough. Um, Northwest, yeah, they lost by two. Yeah, Northwestern fucking stinks. <laughs> they're bad. I they're, think, yeah, I agree. And I think this is, I don't know, I don't see Pat Fitzgerald getting through this year without maybe losing his job. Um you know, like we said, they, they've been successful in the last few years, and this year they just came out really flat and just didn't have anything. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we continue to say it every week, and it's probably annoying to a lot of people talking about Pat all the time. But one thing that now that it's gotten this far with another loss, now makes me question if they will get rid of him. Because usually if you're going to fire a coach, you fire him before the season ends. Sure, yeah. So you can get a – even if it's like not – Like jump on, like, recruiting. Yeah, even if it's not going to – like, if your interim head coach isn't going to be your next head coach, it yeah. seems like teams usually, after they fire a head coach, their interim coach is good for one surprise win because they stirred up the locker room. Yeah, and the boys are like, oh, we're playing for coach internum or whatever. Yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> I a good point. Internum, interim. <laughs> Whatever, it's eleven forty five. Okay. Um now we move on to a team that uh well, actually two teams that surprised me in completely opposite directions this year. Um Illinois, the wagon, probably the best team in the Big Ten. Um thirty seven, Michigan State thirty four. This was a wild game. I unfortunately did not get to see it, but all I know, oh my God. I, I, oh. I saw the end of it, and Michigan State, awesome. Michigan State pretty much fucked everything up. Yeah. So I'll let you elaborate in a second. Um, Peters for Illinois threw for 370 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Collins for MSU had 170 on the ground, and Lewerke, their quarterback, threw for 251 yards and rushed for almost 100, but he had three picks. Um, I did not watch enough of it to break it down, but I, I know when I last saw the score, it was 31, 34 and yeah. like the game was unlosable. And then I turned it on and it was 37, 34. So go ahead. Yeah. So Illinois at one point I think was down 28 to three or 28 to 10 or something like that. It was a crazy thing. And they're <laughs> down. It's like, <laughs> they wasted two they wasted like eight minutes on two drives that couldn't do anything and Michigan State turned the ball over and then punted and then punted so Illinois scores they caught it whatever they're down by touchdown I think no they're down by 10 they picked the ball off no sorry okay it was 34 to 24 yep 30 yeah 34 24. <laughs> They pick six it, they house it. Guy comes down and they miss the extra point. So it's 34 to 30. And you're like, okay, there's no way Michigan State loses this. Like they're, you know, big bad, big 10 East, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, Illinois scores 37 34. And like, I don't know, it was just, it was a crazy game. Um, really, really great breakdown there <laughs> brought to you by, uh, Michigan State Athletics. But hey, what are you going to do? We, um, we talked about this last week and, I don't even think this is me being biased. A, we said Illinois is a lot better team than we thought last week. Agreed. Not great, but a lot better than anyone predicted. Um, and now this is the point where I'm not like I'm not trying to be biased, but as a Wisconsin fan, I have to say Illinois beating Michigan State and kind of the run they've been on that Illinois loss doesn't look quite as bad as everyone thought it did. Yeah. Like, it's still bad, not good. I don't think that Wisconsin is anywhere near the level that Illinois is. And, like, I think Wisconsin's better. Yeah. Now it doesn't look so horrible. So does that mean that an Illinois – a win against Illinois makes that look even better? Or is it still a win against Illinois? No, I'd say, like, with – 
now Illinois is not just a check mark on everyone's season. Like yeah. a loss to them isn't as bad, and a win against them looks even better now. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I think, I'll, I think, I'll bring that up later. I just was curious what you thought about that. I think that's fair. No, I agree. I'm, I mean, I'm on your side. I'm just saying, like, it's we'll see. So let's call the tease, everybody. The old teaser. We're going to tease, tease you into something a little bit later on. All right. Um, we'll move on to my actual boys, uh, a game that made me really nervous. Iowa 22, a good Iowa team. Ow. 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 Um, Kirk Ferentz squad lost to UW um, 22-24. to Stanley really had a nice game, and I'll say his stats in a second. Um, one thing, the more and more that I watch Nate Stanley throw the ball for Iowa – I think yeah. he is going to be an elite backup quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Dude, he's so big. He's huge. He's like six six or something. I don't know how he could be a backup, but yeah, all right. I don't. I don't see him being a quality to be a starter. But well, yeah, I could see him like if you needed to pull a few wins out of your ass from a backup quarterback, he could probably do it. All right, that's fair. No, that's a good point. Yeah, um, that's that's not bad. I like that. But he had uh, he had 215 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but finally, 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 my boy John Taylor got back on track. Yeah, um, I would agree. He had a huge game. But he had 250 yards. Um, surprisingly, like usually they feed him the rock as many times as they can to get touchdowns. But he had uh, 31 touches for 250 yards and no touchdowns, which was weird. Yeah. Um, and then the, the old Jack Cohen typical – this classic game day. manager, the, the game manager, 16 for 25, 173 yards and two touchdowns. Um, now this whole big 10 race is going to end up being really weird. Um, why? Cause there's a lot of different scenarios that the teams that are in first place right now might not win that division. I'm not saying I think that will happen, but there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things that could happen that are still wide open, and we can we can talk about that after we cover Minnesota and Penn State. Um, another thing I would like to touch on for UW, and I I don't really know why it's happening. I I can't tell. But the, yeah. the defense, like one of the best defenses in the first half of the year that I've seen my whole life watching football, it's like they haven't lost like how they're attacking the game. But yeah. I, I think offenses have figured out some of Jim Leonard's schemes a little bit. And that makes me nervous. I mean, giving up 22 points is fine. That's not a bad. Oh, yeah. But, oh, man. I mean – Iowa kind of fucked that game up too. They had a couple chances to win they that had a chance. Game. Yeah, I agree. And I think kind of talking on your um, defensive point, it's say what you will about, you know, they didn't let up what three straight games. They had shutouts or something. Or was it four? It was like the first, <coughs> sorry. It was like the first three. five. So first five games, they only let up 27 points combined. Right. So that's like impressive, but you know, I mean, Look who they were playing, first of all. I understand they played Michigan week four, whatever. But the first three games weren't against, like, quality opponents, I will say. Um, 
they were like decent teams, whatever, with South Florida and all that. But, you know, your defense starts out so hot, and that, that's what you want to see, you know, shutouts and all that. But now they're playing, you know, the thick of Big Ten play, and obviously, you know, maybe Illinois was able to exploit them in a way, and other people are figuring it out. And you know Ohio State was because they scored, what, like 56 points or something on them? I mean, that yeah. sucks. But, you know, now that a team like that has found their weaknesses, you can watch game film and see the breakdown. And also, I mean, it's a long season. I, I know they've been – pretty fortunate to not have any major injuries right yeah no they've uh but, on the defense i'll pretty much here knock on wood pretty much the yeah. whole the whole team has gone relatively uh big time player injury free um and if they were out it was not because of a, a big time losing for the whole season injury so yeah. but I guess to my, like what I'm getting at is that, you know, fatigue can wear down a team and especially when, you know, your defense has kind of been expected. That's a defensive battle 24 to 22, you know, they're expected to hold them. And I was a pretty good offensive team. I mean, they're not going to be flashy, but they'll have an eight, nine minute drive or a five minute drive or whatever. That's pretty good when you're holding the ball for that long. And when you want your defense to consistently be like that, it just doesn't seem like, they can keep up for the whole season. I just think that it, uh, being on defense takes a lot more out of you physically than it does on offense. Yeah. I don't know how you've, yeah, no, but. I, I completely agree with that. Like, I guess what I'm getting at is I don't even know if the defense has been bad. Like, I mean, the games that they've lost, obviously Ohio State, that is what it is. I, I don't see a lot of teams knocking off Ohio State this year. Uh, I agree. In the whole country. Right. Um, one thing I will say is – if Wisconsin wants to make a big push here at the end, even if their defense gives up 22 points, yeah, the offense still can't rely on the defense and say, yep, we can be all right. Hopefully our defense pitches a shutout. Right. Like that's, that's a un- good point. That's unacceptable. So in most college campuses or as a fan or as a coach, if you said that, our defense is only going to give up 22 points. A lot of people would be really fucking happy. Yeah, no, I agree. And especially when you have somebody like Jonathan Taylor in the backfield who you expect to, you know, have two scores a game or average around that. And then a game manager. I mean, that's 21 points you're hoping for. You have a a break, fumble recovery, whatever. Now you got 28. Um, But if they want to go anywhere, I think that they do. I agree. They have to expect their offense to have – a lot better days than what they had against Iowa. And Iowa's a really good defense too, so that's not to say anything against them. But, you know, you'd hope that if you're giving up 22 points, obviously it's a dogfight in the Big Ten, but you need to you need to put up more than 24, I would say, to win comfortably. And they got the job done, which that's great. And Paul Christ had another excellent interview after the game. But um, what are you going to do, you know? I actually thought this was one of better, uh, one of Chris' better interviews. He didn't sound like a complete idiot, just kind of an idiot. Oh like, uh, yeah, we we went up there, we played, and we uh, we won the game. Like, like he doesn't ever say anything stupid. Just the way he right. pre- presents it yeah. makes him sound like an idiot. He's just so awkward. I feel I kind of feel bad for him, but I mean, I don't know, buddy. Probably he's just, smart. Obviously, he's doing something right. Right. Yeah. All no, right. That's, that's no doubt. Now we'll move on to the premier matchup of last weekend, a game that might surprise you while I was driving to the old sled hockey. Guess what? Sled. I listened what? to the whole motherfucking game on the radio. Really? Yep. I How long radio- was the drive to sled hockey? Three and a half hours. Where was that at? 
in near Peoria, Illinois. Ooh, that's a tough drive. Yeah, and um, shout out to iHeartRadio. They picked up K-Fan, the Twin Cities Sports Channel. Oh, Mike Grimm, bro. Mike Dude. Grimm. Oh, Cash Price is going nuclear. Oh, he's such oh, a good announcer. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll say the game stats and then uh, my opinion, then I'll let you take over. Uh, <laughs> remind me to talk about the announcers because I was going to say something. Okay. Okay, so Penn State University, 26. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, the fucking sleeping giant in the Twin Cities. Skyball Roboco Gophers. First, if Clifford doesn't four throw picks, or Jesus Christ, throw four, four throw four. picks, huh? Nice. Okay. All right. And that is the ninth installment of Beef <laughs> Kicked Off the Podcast. This and... is number 11. <laughs> okay. I think so, you've only done it nine times. Yeah, right. Clifford had 340 yards. Um, and but four picks, which is obviously a big blemish on his day. Um, Journey right. Brown, Journey Brown, their tailback had 124 yards and two scores. But Tanner Morgan, what the fuck did I say last week? That no. <laughs> hey, look <laughs> at his. Hey, no, not you delve deep into his stats. Not and bad. He's not the fourth even... best quarterback in the country. Uh, okay, what the fuck did I say last week? That these backs are all going to have all right games. And Tanner Morgan is going to have to play like a goddamn superstar to win this. He's 18 for 20, yep. 340 yards and three touchdowns. Bateman had 203 yards receiving. Are you shitting me? And some of those awesome. plays he made tiptoeing on the sideline were awesome. Oh, no, Tyler Johnson's catch. Yes. Incredible. Unreal. Wow. I had an unreal angle. One of my friends worked for recruiting, and she was right there, took it. I was like, that's going right on Barstool. And it did. And it was so. Awesome. Speaking of, okay, so Rashad Bateman, 203 yards. And, He's on my fantasy team. And Ty Johnson had uh, what most would console or consider your number one. Like, if your number one receiver, which I think he is, even though Bateman is yeah. probably just as good. Absolutely. 104 yards in a win is a wonderful day. Oh, yeah. But that's the second most. Um, and also, what did I say that you agreed with? That fucking Winfield needs to come out with his balls hanging on Winnie. the turf. With his balls hanging on the turf. Winnie. And guess what he did? He Buddy, did that. First, uh, was first series of the game, had a pick? Yeah. I know he yeah, had two. They, know, he had a one early in the fourth quarter, which kind of set you guys up to take the lead. Yeah, and he ran he that one. back to like the 50. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was very impressed. Um, I'm happy that you guys finally sold out a game. That there, there's my one jab. I'm giving you all compliments. There's my one jab. All right. Well, that's all fair. Right. You, your turn. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> Everybody, say it with me. When I said at the beginning of the year, the Minnesota Golfers, you know, eight and all, everybody was like, okay, yeah, sure. Who have they played? Who on the committee? Who have they played? Well, guess what? Played and beat Pennsylvania State University. Sean Clifford said, fuck their damn boat. They're here to see us. Well, guess what, Sean Clifford? We beat the shit out of you. We controlled that game, and I'll get to that. But first, wow, game starts off. I'm thinking, okay, got to get – need the ball right away, right? Got to get the ball. Got to score. Decide to kick to Penn State. All right, that's fair. We'll defer. Kickoff goes out of bounds. 
Yes. Let's take it to ball to 40. I'm like, if you could have a worse start to the game than this, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. Penn State's, like, coming down. I'm like, oh, man. This is not good. And then all of a sudden, deep ball, and I'm like, shit. Like, this is really how we're going to go down 7-0. And then Winfield. Oh, came out of nowhere, picked the dude off. That was awesome. And then we have a Minneapolis miracle style play where Bateman gets behind the defense, runs down, and that's when Mike Grimm was like, Bateman scores, Bateman, this place is going nuclear. That the stadium was so loud. I can't like I cannot describe how loud it was. And the crazy thing is, is I was uh texting with one of my uh bosses at Barstool plug who was watching in New York and he was saying that like, even on the TV, I mean, it was like loud, which whatever that for like Minnesota, that's pretty impressive, especially in November. Wait, Tom, but, can, can you name drop that person? That's Kareem. Okay. Yeah. You remember, uh, we'll get, we can, I can explain that more into detail, but anyways, back to the game. I'm just going to fast forward. Like it was awesome. We're scoring and you know, we're up, what was the halftime score? I can't even remember. Uh, seventeen, so seventeen, fourteen. Whatever, something like that. I might have, no, I might have been twenty-one. Whatever. The Gophers were ahead, and I remember what you said on the podcast from last week, where you're like, "Oh, if they're ahead, I don't know how that how that vibes for them or whatever." Well, Coach Fleck must have said something in the locker room because they came out and they were still swaggy. You know, it was awesome. They played well, well, and then we got to the fourth quarter, and you know, if you're if you're a gopher fan, you tend to have these moments where something bad happens and it's all, oh, here we go again. This is going to be Shannon fumbled, and I was like, oh, man, that's not good. And Penn State scores, and I'm like, ooh. And, like, you're kind of watching the clock because there's about eight minutes left, and you're like, okay, it's, we still, we're still ahead. Okay, cool. Like, we just got to get through this drive. Penn State comes down. Huge stop in the red zone for the gophers. And I, they just, you know, a big stop. I'm like, all right, cool. Get the ball back. Throw the ball. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Throwing the ball. Idiot. Like, come on now. Anyways, whatever. Basically, I'm just, I want to get to this point. <laughs> Penn State was in like the 20 yard line. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. Like, we're going to lose. This is not good. How, like, how, how cross were your arms and how much were you swaying? A lot. I'm sure if you saw me on TV, you would have been like, wow, that kid's like jacked up on something. Cause I was like moving, man. And I remember Clifford dropped back to pass and he was targeting. Okay. The amount of times that the wide receivers like caught, they put their arms above the turf and caught the ball and it looked like they dropped it was unreal. Like every time I'd be like, oh, I dropped it. Chili replay caught it. But he was, Clifford was targeting 87, their tight end so much. And he was like, on that side of the field, and he threw it, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like when Cleveland falls out of the <laughs> – he's on the second floor, and he falls in his tub. That was me. I was like, oh, shit. I guess it's going to be a touchdown. Oh, and then out of nowhere, pick city, dude falls. I'm like, let's go. Like, oh, my God. We, like, hugged Augie, hugged Daniel. I was just – oh, the emotions were just overwhelming. I was so happy. It's one of the happiest moments I've ever been as a gopher. It was awesome. People were storming the field, and I, like, just – I didn't – I wasn't – I took it all in, dude. I couldn't oh get down Oh, my there. God. What the fuck? You didn't even run on the field? I couldn't. I couldn't get down there in time. I just took it in, man. It was insane. You, you didn't get down there at all? I was in the first level, like, 
I mean, I did. I, we watched it from the second deck, like halfway up, because we got there at like ten thirty, and it was, dude, it was insane. Um, I've stormed the court, and plus, I've scored plenty of touchdowns in flag football on that field. So it's cool. oh yeah, like that's the same. It's not, but like it was just oh man, what a game! And the Gophers are nine and zero, and they're ranked eighth in the country in the college football playoff rankings. And Sky Mario the Boko Gophers. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, okay. Who are the two announcers on the radio? Well, Mike Grimm is like the main color guy. Yeah. I don't know the other. It might be Daryl Thompson. He might be like the yeah. Uh, um. So like the opinion guy might be him. So like, with like four minutes left in the game, was there a really, really, really bad call against Minnesota that probably shouldn't have been called? Pass interference or uh, um, defensive holding. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I yes. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Two things quick. The play in the end zone where the Gophers swatted it away, great play. Second, when we punted, Penn State Fair catches it. Their own guy runs into it, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, we're going to get it. Didn't recover it. Another thing, Tyler Johnson caught a, caught a slant route, like an out route running towards the sideline, gets hit, fumbles. Before he goes out of bounds, the Penn State guy, like, dives in, hits it out of bounds. It's like, let's go, let's go for ball. It was just – it was great. Okay, so here's what I have to say. Um, first of all, those two announcers, up until this penalty that I'm talking about in yeah. late in the fourth quarter, were actually pretty fun to listen to. They're like, electric. I mean, I don't really listen to any radio unless it's Wayne Larrabee for the Packers or LePay for UW Sports, who is also sure. fucking awesome so they were calling a great game and it sounded like on the field was very clearly a great game to call and then this bad play happened or something and i don't know if this announcer what's his name again i think it's mike grimm okay mike grimm for the sake of the show his name's mike grimm now sure okay so this play happens, and he starts – you could hear him flipping through his sheets like uh, of, like, who the refs were. And yeah. he goes – he like, he had to be standing up in his box with his microphone. Like, he's, I can yeah. just picture him just standing yeah. up in his box. He's, like, starts calling out this dude's name. I don't know if it was Mike Sheffield. I don't know what the uh, uh, line judge's name was. Yeah. Mike Sheffield, I hope you don't have a job on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay, I'll tell you what, though. Penn State scored a touchdown when it should have been called um, delay a game. They literally oh, – Yes, yes. That's it, was zero, it was zero on the clock. It was yes. terrible. Like, yes. It was okay. so bad. So what he – yes, they, thank you. Thank you for bringing this up. So this is what he was losing his mind about. And okay. I didn't, so it was a valid point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to I an extent, to an extent, I, I wasn't watching, so it's very hard to say if it was a okay. So I didn't know this was the rule in college football and in pro football, which is why I always feel like Aaron Rodgers has delay of games, even though I love Don't. him. So the rule is when it hits zero, by the time you see it and look down, even if it's on zeros, the quarterback can still snap it. So it's oh. such a judgment call. It's like a human reaction type deal. So you can call it when it gets to like negative oh two seconds. That's when because it gets it's called. like. So no, like that's the rule. Like if you think it's gone two seconds in, then you throw the flag. 
Damn. And apparently the Grim Reaper, Mike Grimm, he, apparently he thought it was for sure two seconds, <laughs> which it might have been. And whatever. He's, I mean, he wasn't saying anything that would get him fired. Oh, yeah. Usually you don't hear announcers <laughs> so blatantly go after refs' personal names. <laughs> Oh, that's like, awesome. I could hear him rifling through his sheets trying to find <laughs> this dude's name. I'm like, oh boy, you're going to get fired, buddy. That's awesome. Okay, so I have a question. Well, three questions for you. Three questions. Does the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl run through Minneapolis? Or does the Rose Bowl? Well, the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are college football playoff games. Yep. And they don't play in Minneapolis for well, them. So yeah, it doesn't no run sh- through Minneapolis. No shit. You know what I'm talking I'll about. I'll tell you what, though. Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, my God. I just want to. Oh, all right. Just wait. Just wait. Before you say anything, <sighs> you better soak in this 9-0 and moment. Because when you said at the beginning of the year, I think even you know that you were kind of full of shit, even though like you. Weren't. Well, I thought we would be. I thought we had a very good chance of being eight. No, I didn't know how the Penn State game would go, but dude, Coach Flack has these guys playing at just like they don't care. Like they go out there and they're they're bought in and they don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And it's just I don't know. It's it's weird to watch. It's just one of those like things where like they're bought in, dude. Like they're rowing the boat. Okay, and they're, so they're so, in it. So I guess this is the question to be had. I'm going to assume on November 30th, Wisconsin's going to get beat up in Minnesota. Sure. Maybe not. I I don't know. I, Wisconsin now that game has turned into an absolute knockout style fight like that wisconsin wants the axe back for and they for sure don't want to watch minnesota play in the big 10 west side of the championship game right although i will argue and then i'll answer your question and then you can answer me or give me the other two questions i will argue that this game against iowa is more important right now than that game against wisconsin because if minnesota wins this game against iowa it eliminates wisconsin who what's their remaining schedule northwestern and wisconsin well hey trap game's coming baby for what northwestern yep dude they're gonna no i don't i don't think that they have a if there was gonna be a trap game it would have been against maryland no the trap game's coming i don't know man i don't no i don't think so i don't think that they're that type of team you better say a few oh no Oh and oh in Iowa Championship Week. That's the mentality you gotta have. And that's the mentality they got. So okay. we're about to win that goddamn pig back and have five out of six trophies. Yeah, for did like you two, see, for like two weeks and then we're getting the axe back. No. And then did you see that the little brown jug tweeted? <laughs> we're going on a crazy whatever. What the fuck so, is the little brown jug? That's the trophy that Michigan and Minnesota play for. That Michigan is like 74 and 13 all time oh. or whatever. But so it's kind of funny. But literally it was like Penn State beat Michigan, Minnesota beat Penn State. Can I go back to Minneapolis now? Yeah. It was funny. Okay. Anyways. So this is the way I see it. Just wait. Let me re-ask you. I, I'm going sure. to add a fourth game to it. Okay. Peach Bowl, question mark. 
Fiesta Bowl question mark. Those could be uh, added like synonymously with each other, whatever. Because of the seedings, yeah. Um, Rose Bowl question mark. And if the Peach Bowl and or Fiesta Bowl are in the future of Minnesota football, does the Mercedes-Benz Superdome see a bunch of golfers running around on their field on <laughs> January 13th, 2020? <laughs> oh, the way you stated that. Um, okay, let me put it this way. We're eighth right now in the rankings. We're better than Utah and Oregon. We should be six. That's fine. The Gophers, if they go undefeated, 13-0, and 0, Big Ten champions, that means that they will play Iowa, who is – are they number 20? Are they number 25? They're ranked in the college football playoffs. Not sure where they will play a ranked Wisconsin team. Who's number 14 right now. Correct. Yeah. Which, probably, is, which we will get to. Cause that's bullshit. They will probably move up. Yeah. Because they'll, who do they play the next two weeks? Uh, oh boy. Um, here, I'm Here's some uh, interesting radio for you. That's better. Wisconsin You're learning. Football schedule. Uh, Nebraska, Purdue, Minnesota. Okay, so they'll beat Nebraska, they'll beat Purdue, whatever. Although, hey, you talk about if Nebraska beat Wisconsin, they would have three losses. That would be so funny. And and with how hard that I've been shoving it up Nebraska, (laughs) uh, shoving it up Nebraska's ass this year, that would be the ultimate fuck me game. That's funny. That's in Nebraska too, isn't it? Yep. But Ooh, that's tough. I don't think they're going to lose because Nebraska's ass. But anyways, they'll play a ranked Iowa team, a ranked Wisconsin team. They'll if they beat, if they go down to Evanston, Ryan Field, worst field in camp and history. They will probably shit pump them. Okay, now they have to face Ohio State potentially as the number four team in the country, Minnesota, Ohio State one or two. They're not going to change because they're not going to lose. So they will face Ohio State. If they beat Ohio State, that means that they, out of the last five weeks of the season, they played. Yeah, they played four ranked opponents. That's good enough for them to potentially be the one seed in the nation. So, if they were the one, I you can't even you know it's it's not crazy to think that because LSU has beaten an okay Auburn team. They beat a good Alabama team. And I, I just, I don't know if they, if the Gophers are on the table and go undefeated, I don't think it's crazy to see them and Ohio state in the college football. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So the only way I see two big 10 teams in the college football playoff right now is if Minnesota goes undefeated in the regular season and beats Ohio state. I think Ohio state still gets in with one loss. I agree. But it has to be in the Big it Ten Championship. It has to be in the Big Ten Championship. It can't if, be to Penn State. No. Um, it would get rather comical, though, if they do lose this week or in two weeks to Penn State. Because then Indiana does uh, have a, a fighting chance to play on the west side there. This is true. Although Penn State, because they only have one loss, would probably go. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if Indiana has played Penn State or not. I don't think they have, but they would have to beat them. And then, yeah, it could get crazy. You're right, which I would be here for. But to answer your other part of that question, so, yes, Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, definitely possibilities for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. If they don't go to either of those, and let's say they go 12-0 and and they lose to Ohio State, 
I could see them definitely getting the Rose Bowl bid and they would beat whatever Pac-12 team is in there because the Pac-12 is such a bad conference. And I think that any Big Ten team other than like the bottom feeders would beat a Pac-12 team on any given day. Now, you made a statement and you said that Minnesota is better than Utah and Oregon. Correct. I agree with the Utah statement. I would be 50-50 in a game, Minnesota and Oregon. How come? I I just think the way that like Oregon and Herbert are very, very elite at spreading the ball out, and that's fine. Like that's fine for Minnesota, but say Oregon spends all this time, or you know, the time that would be between those games preparing and going. Well, we're gonna read the defense and run absolutely everything away from Anton Winfield. Okay. Which Penn State should have done anyways. That was stupid. Yeah, although I will say I don't think a defense is built by one person. I think he anchors the defense, no doubt. But Coughlin's a hell of a linebacker. Kamal Martin's awesome. Their line is very good. I mean, they have they have dudes on that defense. It's more than just Anthony. You know? No, I get that. But when – like when I know it's not the NFL and I know NFL style offenses are different and yeah. they have a lot more quarterbacks have a lot more decision-making ability at the line than college quarterbacks do. I get that. It's just the nature of the beast or whatever. But when you look and I, I think Herbert is an excellent quarterback at reading, I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback there. I said it. Yeah. And when you have some time to prepare, so say you do quick huddles, get up to the line and let Herbert do a little adjusting. Yeah. You can make sure that your best receiver is either dragging Winfield with across the field or not not lined up against him. Right. I don't know. We can, we can move on from that. Hold on. What were your other two questions? Well, no, I was like, which they were, it was all like a question of where do you like, so it's one question with three sub subtitles. I okay. Legitimately, I think they'll probably end up in the Rose Bowl, which I will absolutely a hundred percent take because that'd be an amazing way to cap off my collegiate career. But um, yeah, there you go. Okay, Sky Yamada Rose Bowl go Gophers. Okay, um, well, it's going to be an interesting last three weeks. I do know that. I agree, hundred percent. Wow, that was a. I'm excited. That was electric. Okay. Um, Speaking of Big Ten, uh, other sports, um, and just to clarify, there is Big Ten basketball going on. Uh, Wisconsin uh, won tonight, by the way, by 20. Thanks for coming. They played McNeese, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Um, The Gophers lost to Butler last night. That's not a bad loss. The The Gophers need to fire Richard. That's just. Ugh, that's a whole different. We can talk. Basketball can be talked about when football's over, right? That's just okay. that's what. I'm well, saying. that's kind of what I was getting at. When basketball gets a little bit closer to Big Ten matchups, then we'll start uh, dialing that up a lot. So, if you've been waiting to hear any basketball, I'm sorry, but uh, suck it because this football's way too good right now. Yeah, I apologize, but yeah, you're not going to okay. basketball for a while. We're... Sorry, sorry. Um, we're going to move on to Big Ten hockey. Um, uh, last weekend was another big, big matchup for Wisconsin. Went down to Omaha, number 20 ranked in the country. Omaha! Omaha! 
<sighs> this Omaha was, Steaks. This Wisconsin team is going to make me age so quickly. Dude, they seem so inconsistent. They are one of the most – and I love them to death, but I have to be a, an observer, not just a fan. They are so inconsistent, and it is fucking killing me. Um, they won five to two on Friday night, and then lost two to five. Um, one good thing to take away from this: Caulfield scored again, and Turcott had three goals in the series, which is nice. But god damn, boys, how can you look like the best team in the country on one night and then turn around and not even be close to that quality of hockey? And, uh, God, it's just really tough to watch, especially knowing that there are probably six players on this team who won't be seniors that are going to leave for the pros. Like, yeah. this, is, this is their best chance to make a legitimate run at bringing a title back to Madison. And, they're, and I, I don't think it's an ego thing. None of them look like they're playing selfishly. They just – it's like they just lose their heads and forget that how like how talented they really are. Yeah, um, I can only say kind of what I pick up from you, but um, it sure seems like every week we have this same talk where it's you know they look really good maybe for one period and then they come out absolutely just flat and it's just crazy. Like you said, they're just inconsistent, and I think that you know, the season's still very young and there's a lot of growing pains to go through, especially with how you, they have a lot of young stars on the team who maybe have to learn a few things. Fine. That's any athlete. Um, one thing though, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the rest, once they get in like thick conference play, how that turns out and then how the big 10 tournament goes, because I could see them being a team who, yeah, maybe has been inconsistent all year. You know, they finished third in the big Ten or something fourth, maybe, and they get that speed, but then they just go on a tear because they have that potential where they could just run you and just seven goals, five goals, just do whatever they need to do to get it done. But also in the same time, they could blow you out any given night. So yeah, it, it, interesting well, to see that. And the reason that I um, am so upset this early, I mean, they're five and five, that's fine. And they've played a ranked, oh, yeah. they've ranked, played a ranked opponent every week. So uh, that's it's pretty big, pretty for, tough. Right. Right. But when you're playing ranked opponents that aren't in your conference, you need to take advantage of those wins. Right. No, I I agree with that, definitely. Um, and it's interesting to me – well, first, when you, like, front-load your schedule with all that ranked teams, especially with the way that the Big Ten is playing as a conference, that bodes well for you when it comes to be, you know, doing these – at large bids for the the um, NCAA like ice hockey tournament because obviously like they're if you don't win the Big Ten you you're going to be an at large bid that's just the way it goes and I think that they have a very good chance of doing that because they've played not so well but they've played well enough against these teams that are ranked and they they'll be a good they'll have a good resume when it comes to tournament time yeah I'd say that's one thing that'll set them apart if they're uh just above five hundred if there's gonna be an at large bid they're gonna look at well, they played decent against a highly ranked Boston college they right. undressed Duluth um they you know they lost Clarkson, but Clarkson's looking more and more like a for sure tournament team yeah Clarkson's good um and then split with Omaha. 
um, so I don't know. It's, uh, I'd say if there's going to be a Big Ten team that's going to get an at-large bid, not just based off of like pure record, like, hey, they're for sure in, it will be Wisconsin based off their line of work. Um, right. But I don't know. Um, one thing that, well, you just texted me about that I'd like to talk about, I hope uh, our backup goalie, our boy Jack Barry, I hope he is doing all right. He uh, sounds like he got pretty lucky in practice the other day. He kind of got knocked over and someone skated across his wrist and luckily, and I don't know how it didn't tear any tendons. Um, It sounds like he'll be practicing and in the lineup this weekend. So. Ow. That's uh, good. Yeah. No, I mean, that's scary scene. It sounds like uh, the athletic trainer, Andy Rohde had uh, wrapped up within about 20 seconds. So that's what they're there for. Power move right there. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, Quick response yeah. time. That's how you got to do those injuries. Yep. Okay, uh, we'll move on to Notre Dame. Surprisingly, with how good Notre Dame is this year, um, who the Badgers have to play this fucking weekend, that's mm, six ranked. Is that teams. in Madison? Yep. Huge. That's good. Yeah, as and, I said, it's big. And it's their uh, – sorry, I'll get on to Notre Dame in a second. Yeah. It's their uh, teddy bear toss this weekend at UW, Ooh, huge. so giving back to the kids. I also nice. think that'll uh, fill up the stadium a, a little more. I, I mean, agree with that. Uh, Butcher Gross, sorry, we'll get off the Wisconsin thing in a second, but Butcher Gross made a good – Butcher Gross, John, Johnny Bucci, he made a good point uh, last year that everyone goes, why is there no one at these Wisconsin hockey games? And he goes yeah. – he's like, well – uh, they're playing in a professional size arena, right? Uh, no other hockey. Uh, uh, Ohio State, at least in the Big Ten. Yeah, they're playing in front of fifteen thousand seats. Uh, so right. Uh, right now, they're averaging around nine thousand, which is ginormous for college hockey. Yeah, everyone, where are the fans? Where are the fans? Well, if you look at every other rink in the country, other than a few, they only hold five thousand seats. Now, interesting. What would what would you think if the men's team was like pulls a Herb Brooks and says "screw them" and plays in um, Laban Arena? What would you think of that? What if they move there for a series? Um, I don't think any team would stand a fucking chance against them. <laughs> Do you know how yeah, loud it, it would be? So oh, loud. Yeah. No, no doubt. I don't know um, how much Laban holds, but I gotta assume it's close to Ritter and it's thirty would... thirty one hundred. Okay. So, uh, uh, like regulars. Good chunk of change, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting. One thing that I, I can't believe that gets allowed at Laban Arena for the ladies is, and maybe it sounds like it has no effect, but it was the first – it's like the first thing I always notice when I go in there. You know, generally the women play either Friday yeah, afternoon. Like yeah, when the sun's still out and they're, oh, yeah. o- they're open like glass windows in the roof. And uh, at some point the sun's got to be on the ice or in your eyes. Right. You think that would make a different, maybe not, but. Yeah. I don't know. I've always thought about that too. It's interesting. But then again, I mean, maybe they don't schedule games for when it's sunny out. I don't know. I, I don't mean, think I mean, that's but... how it works. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Well, sorry. We'll move on. But the last thing I'd like to say, if Wisconsin was going to play a game anywhere else in Madison, I wish they would go back to the Coliseum. Kenny Park. No. (laughs) There'd be so many injuries. Lake Window. Yeah. No, I wish that. Well, uh, well, there's another thing. Sorry. Now I'm on a tangent. They are working on another outdoor game at Camp Randall. Ooh, but not Lake Mendota. No. What about um, Lake Wabisa? I, I what about don't... Lake Monona? What about the Monashaw? <laughs> there would be so many drunks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the the last game was in 2008 that they played outdoors. Okay. Well, that was at Lambeau. 2006 they played at camp, the camp. Um. 52,000 people for a college hockey game. Oh, that, man, that's that'd be insane. electric. That's crazy. But, okay, um, then I'm done. Yeah, then I'm the done. Coliseum. Yes, where they used to play. Yeah, with the beer garden. With the beer garden. Oh. I wish that they would go back there and sell out that place every night. Like, I, that I would get, be cool. I get for functionality why they – like, it just doesn't make sense now that there's a nice rink right on campus, obviously. But even for one series – I don't know. Just like a throwback night? Yeah, you can only wish. Have people crashing through the fucking glass right into the beer oh, garden. Man. Just dou- dousing people in beer. Okay. Oh, um, man. The 80s Notre- were a different time. Notre- yeah. Notre Dame this weekend surprisingly went to overtime with Ohio State, and they did win 3-2 to two on Friday night, and then Saturday night they won 2-1. to one. Um this weekend, I will be uh, very obviously using my press pass to go watch Notre Dame play because I don't know much about them other than they're a kind of old team and they are studs. Yeah. They're good. Well, I mean, you're going to be reporting for Big Ten Thoughts, I would assume. Well, naturally. But I don't know a lot about that team, and I'm excited to, um, to watch them play. Uh, this could be another one of those series that – Gets interesting. Um, next, we had Minnesota versus Michigan on Friday, Saturday night. Um, yeah. They, uh, they had a draw Friday night. I don't know if you hey, they got five that. points. Interesting. So, you know how Big Ten uses points? How'd they get five? Shouldn't it be three? No, I think you get th- three for a win. Two for overtime? No, there's no way. I had something like that. I think you get six. I think it's six points total out of the weekend. I thought it was like the NHL: two for a win, one for a draw, no for a loss. I I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they got five points somehow. I don't know how, but I thought I saw on Twitter that it was like somehow Minnesota escapes with five points. But whatever, that's he needed to hear nor there. They went into Michigan in Yost Arena, and the Michigan fans were like, "Oh, we're gonna beat you!" And then guess what? They didn't. Yep. Um, what I was going to say is uh, McManus had the only uh, goal for Minnesota on Friday night. Um, it seems like it seems like – well, and then when Minnesota won 3-1 to one on Saturday night, McManus had another goal, and Sammy Johnny Walker had another tuck. Um, yeah. One thing, and I've kind of said it before. Oh, here. Sorry. Just to clarify – Teams will be awarded three points in the conference standings for a win in regulation or the five-on-five overtime period. If the game is tied following the five-on-five overtime, both teams will receive one point, with a second point being awarded to the team that wins in either the three-on-three overtime period or the shootout. Okay, well, there you go. 
Um, so they should have had four points then. Three for they won an OT, right? No, it was a draw. It's one one Friday night. I just looked it up. I know. I just don't know how it was. You just explained it. it. You I just know, explained it, you dumb fuck. I don't know how how that would have worked. Okay. Well, anyways, so they had four points. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. Um one thing that I like I've said before, uh I think Minnesota has the skill there, mm-hmm. but someone needs to take the load off of Sammy Walker. Like, like I think all the talent is there yeah. for people to run with them. Like McManus is starting to step up very obviously. Oh, no doubt. But right now, Sammy Johnny Walker's back has to hurt like a bitch because he's the only one consistently there. I agree. And I think that, I, again, we talk about like it's a lot of the same stuff every week that we talk about. It's somebody needs to step up, and I think this is just like I don't know if it's going to happen this year, and he's probably just going to say screw it and go to the Lightning. But like Motsko's still getting his shit going, and I'll tell you what, our transfer goalie, he is he's good. pretty good. Pretty good. One I thing know. that I was going to bring up about him, no clue what his name is, but. Uh, I did notice that he is a left-handed goalie, so that means sure. his gloves on his right hand as opposed to most on their left. And you don't see that very often, so that's a pretty big advantage if you have a goalie with the opposite side glove. Yeah. Because teams are, you know, you're used to shooting in practice against your own guys that have just regular standard left glove, right stick. So – down the line, if they're if some of their third and fourth line guys can start to chip in and uh, yeah, help that very top heavy first line, uh, shooting against the opposite side goalie, Jack Lafonte, yeah. So I don't know. I think that's one thing that uh, that's another thing that Penn State has. Their goalie he's, is he's also right-handed. He, he is. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. His gloves in his left hand. Motherfucker. It's one of the freshmen opposite side gloves. Wow. I don't know. Jared Moe. Hmm. He is, he okay. has his glove on his right hand. Okay. Correct. And that, yeah. that's what I saw. I was watching a okay. little bit of a game with him and then. Well, that I, makes sense. Cause he's the other, he plays. Yeah. It's well, him not, and Justin Close does not play. I don't not, think. No, nah, I sound like a dummy, but I knew one of them. No, had. they don't even have, they don't have Justin Close on uh, like in game. So he he's the one that doesn't play, I don't think. Um, that's another thing that uh, Penn State, one of their goalies, and their goalies are pretty good. Um, one of them has opposite side glove, and that, uh, in my opinion, really changes uh, how you approach, obviously, shooting, especially when you have open lanes. Um, anyways, um, uh, PSU, Penn State, on Friday night, lost to Michigan State, which surprised me a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Penn State, a lot like Wisconsin, I think they're a little better as of right now than Wisconsin, but rather inconsistent with what team you're going to get night to night. Yeah. Uh, they won Saturday night 4-2 to two against Michigan State. Um, I would just like to say, because Penn State's been on TV a little bit, so I've been able to watch them, and one thing I'd like to say is they're 
two captains, Justin Susie and Brandon Belo, are ready for the NHL right now. Like they are absolute game changers at the college hockey level. And I can't stand watching them play because they always torch the Badgers. But <laughs> as just a hockey fan, it's pretty, it's fun to watch someone at this level that not only what their skill can take over, but their, their size, they're big boys and they, they take over hockey games. And that's, I feel like what makes Penn state elite. They have a few players that, if things aren't going right or the uh, the ice could get tilted a little bit, they're going to be the ones nice. to do it. Nice. That was a good one, wasn't it? That was a good one. So um, they're the ones that kind of like take – they grab them and they're like, hey, like assholes, I can't do it by myself. But like right, here, let me just score a goal quick or whatever is what you're saying. Yeah, like if we have any hockey okay. – if we have any hockey nuts listening, uh, like – We got a bunch, I'm sure. Well, actually probably quite a few of them are, but – um, Nate McKinnon takes over hockey games. Sidney yep. Crosby takes over hockey games. Mick Jesus takes over hockey games. Pasta takes over hockey games. Goat. Oh, buddy's having a nice year. Oh, yeah, he is. Number two in the rankings. You know who's right behind him? Brad Marchand. <laughs> Fucking rat. The goat. Um, but you know what I'm talking about? Like when not those guys oh, yeah. that, that I just named, when they decide to turn it on, not too many people can shut them down. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm like I've said before. I'm nervous for Big Ten hockey that we're all going to go 500 against each other and fuck everyone out of. I can uh, see it, honestly. Yeah. Like, like I think Notre Dame and Penn State, as of right now, will be in. Um, Wisconsin's got some shit to figure out, and I don't think Minnesota's far off the cusp of uh, being able to push the bubble a little bit. I agree, and I think that they were projected to be fourth or fifth anyways, so it'll be interesting to see how the conference plays out in itself. Um, an interesting thing, Minnesota plays North Dakota in a – it's either two games at Mariucci or a home-and-home home series the Friday and Saturday of Thanksgiving. No, the Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving, I believe. They play on Thanksgiving, I'm pretty sure. That must be a TV scheduling thing with what games have to be played Friday, Saturday. Um, I don't know. North Dakota actually is not having that wonderful of a year. I, I don't believe maybe I'm completely incorrect, but college hockey right now. And I love to see it this way. Okay. Obviously yeah. De Denver's up there. Uh, Minnesota state's up there kind of sneaky. They're sneaky. Number one right now. I mean, yeah. they are number one. But not a lot of talk about Minnesota State. What are they, the Mavericks? Mankato, yeah, the Mavericks. No, it's is Minnesota State Mankato. It's Minnesota. They had some big change. I don't really – they – fuck them. Okay, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um, obviously but, yes, that, they're playing very good hockey right now. I agree. The Mavericks, they're perfect. Yeah, they're like 8-1. and one. Um, Something like that, yeah, pretty, pretty insane. I don't understand how – they might have played each other this last weekend, so that could be my fault for not looking. But Denver's been ranked number one all year, and now they're 8-1. and one, And I don't yeah. get why they would have dropped when they have the same record as Minnesota State. But They are Minnesota State, good call. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's talk about some NFL. Ooh, one quick thing. Yep. They do play North Dakota on the Thursday of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, is it a home and home? 7 p.m. Nope, it's two games at Mariucci. Ooh, that is uh, – tough tough time to play a good opponent because no one's going to be there 
yeah, like student-wise. I mean, they already struggle with students. It's going to be tough for that. Anyways, NFL. Okay, no, one last thing. One last thing. (laughs) They play North Dakota Thursday, Friday, and then they play Ohio State Friday, Saturday. What? The 6th and the 7th of December. Sorry. Oh. That's next week. Not next week, but like the week after. And then they don't play a game until the Mariucci Classic on the 28th and 29th of December. And then they don't play another game until the 10th and 11th of January, and then it turns back into like a normal schedule pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty typical. It's just weird. Yeah, I know. I think. Oh, it, they play on. They play on Leap Day this year. That's or next year. Um, that's kind of cool. Do they play an exhibition game in uh, January in, against USA eighteen? Yeah, or um, like over like Christmas, like that holiday break. Never forget when that U.S. national team last year literally ran through all of the best college hockey teams in the country. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> so they, ugly. they were good, dude. So ugly. Uh, well, talk about a fucking lineup. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, I know. <laughs> so true. So true. So good. Okay, NFL, here we go. This is going to be our... Yep. Okay, here we go. Let me be the first and the last to wish you a happy Halloween. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> what, Teach? Okay. Boom. Uh, we head out to the old black hole, which is about to close up on our whole atmosphere. The big, biggest mistake of Mark Davis's life. Okay. Yeah, mine's starting to come down a little bit, too. We're comparing mustaches, by the way. Oh, mine's so much better. Well, yeah, no shit. Dude, this lighting kind of gives me looking like a soul patch right here. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah, yeah I got one. Okay. NFL, what are we doing? Come on. Okay, Raiders 26, Chargers 24. Um, Chargers suck. Yep, they do, but uh, they, <laughs> they torch the Packers. <laughs> they, they expose the Packers, actually. Um, yeah, that was a bad game. Uh, Raiders uh, sold away Khalil Mack, couldn't figure anything out with Antonio Brown, have a quarterback that wears eyeliner, and now they're kind of looking like they could potentially make a wild card spot. What Could the Raiders win the AFC West? Probably not. No, but not a chance. Maybe. I don't know if they can get to the AFC wild card either, unfortunately. There's just a lot of teams that are like right there in the AFC, you know? Both the Chargers and the Raiders, I'm, I can't say they're done for the year. And I also can't say that they'll make the, or that they won't make the playoffs. So they're both right at that. The, the AFC is so average right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the two, the Ravens and the Patriots, and then you get like the Chiefs are pretty good, and then after that, it's like the, the Texans are good because they have Deshaun Watson, but like, are they that good because they don't yeah. have JJ Watt? And then it's just like, I don't know. Um, Actually, well, it's more like meh. Well, we'll get meh. we'll get through the scores, and then we can talk about it a little more. Okay. Um, Feed me the scores. Feed me the scores. Giants twenty-seven, Jets thirty-four. Well, neither of these Jets teams win. are nice. Neither of these teams are any good. Um, this the battle su- for MetLife Stadium. Yeah, this one surprised me a lot and kind of disappointed me. Uh, Falcons twenty six, Saints nine. Not a good one for the Saints. Oh um, man, you hate to see it. Um, they should have kept Teddy, and they should have traded Drew Brees. There. 
Uh, I don't think that he was necessarily the issue. Uh, That was a classic case of our defense has been good all year, and the one time they're not good, our offense was also not good. Was that it? Was that in the Superdome? It was. Oh, that hurts to lose in front of the home crowd. And that's a tough, tough place to play. That is a tough place to play. I would would argue that's the second hardest place to play in all of the NFL. Next to the Seahawks and Los Angeles Chargers Stadium. Yeah, their soccer stadium. stadium. Um, I would say that the Seahawks and uh, uh, yeah, the Seahawks Stadium. I can't remember what's called. um, And Lambeau are tied for the toughest places to play. Century Link Field, I think. Yeah. Also, Foxborough is hard to play in, and so is this place where the Steelers play. Man, that's tough. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but uh, well, we'll get to when we get to the Packers score. Um, another game that confused me thoroughly, even though Patrick Mahomes absolutely dealt the ball. Would he throw for four hundred and fifty yards or something stupid? Um, Titans thirty-five, Chiefs thirty-two. Uh, the Chiefs are starting to look like they might be in some trouble. That's because their defense sucks. I can't believe the Titans, man. Wow. Yeah, they're. You know, let me just say one thing for the listeners. Not a big NFL guy, other than like the Packers. He used to be really big in the NFL. Could not care really much about it at all until the playoffs. And I am shocked that the Chiefs lost to the Titans, though. I did not see that score on Sunday. And wow. Yeah, the the Titans keep like. I think they'll be shopping for a new quarterback next year. I think Mariota had, had enough time in this league at being mediocre. But the Titans keep, like, floating back and forth on, yeah, we can knock off a few good wins, but then we just fall apart. And if I were Derrick Henry, I would want the fuck out of there because he is a great running back. He's awesome, yeah. He should sign with the Colts. Just kidding. They have a running back, Marlon Mack. Derrick Henry, I agree. He needs to get out of there. Now, interesting, what if – Actually, no, I don't have anything to say about that. The Titans are just – they need to either decide that they're going to be good or that they're going to be bad for a year and get better because they're they're in that mix of teams where it's like, I don't know what I want to do right now. And I think that they – they're kind of like the Bengals. They just need to find their – well, actually, that's not true. The Bengals suck. But, like, they just need to find <laughs> their direction. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, speaking of the Bengals, uh, Ravens 49, Bengals 13. uh n- I'll make a comment right now, and we'll get to their game in a second. Yeah. Right now, the Bengals should probably – because now the Dolphins are winning games, apparently. Yeah. Uh, the, bang, <laughs> yeah. The, the Bengals should actively try why they still have A.J. Green on their roster to lose games and get him a quarterback who's competent enough to throw him the ball. Oh, yeah, I agree. And – Oh man, well, I was yeah, pretty excited. I, I thought, I, thought no, I had something. I had something, <laughs> and then it was faded uh, away. But the Bengals, man, they um, yeah, they should try to lose probably. Yeah, um, another thing. I I'll tell see. you what, man. I tell you what. This is John Gruden talking here for a second. Tell you what, I don't really want to move the Raiders to Los, San- Las Vegas, but uh, I tell you what. You know what the Bengals should do? I think they should tank. And I think they should trade A.J. Green for about three first-round picks. And I think that's what they should do, all right? Okay? That's what I think. And I, and I tell you what, I think Coach Ditko would do the same thing, all right? 
did you just float between two people there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one thing I'd like to say about that is I – Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Lamar Jackson, because I thought you were going to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson should be MVP. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Wait, did the Ravens play the Bengals? Yeah, they won 49-13, to 13, <laughs> which is what I just said. I just said that. God. <laughs> you cannot make that up. No. Wow. Um, uh, after, we're done with the, <laughs> after we're done with the scores, I'd like to do a little MVP talk. And playoff talk. And playoff talk. Okay, okay. Uh, next game. Bust through uh, these scores. Boom. Yeah, so Bills are looking worse and worse. They lost a game to the Browns 16-9. to nine. Uh, Not good. The Browns are still not out of the playoffs. The Browns, uh, they should be, though. The Browns have a favorable schedule. If they decide to start playing all right, they can make the playoffs. Anyways, okay. uh, Cardinals 27, Buccaneers 30. Uh, Jameis Winston apparently uh, decided he wants to win a few games here. That's now, good for him. one that I really, really, really wish that Matt Stafford didn't get hurt because the Bears won 20-13 to 13 over the Lions. Um, yeah, that's not good. Did you happen to see any of that game? No. It was dog shit. Should I have? Ooh. No, it was horrible. It was like with Matt Stafford out, um, this yeah. Dr- this Driscoll dude, his backup, he yeah. ch- he threw for like three hundred and seventy five yards, but had a few picks. Okay, I've never even heard of this guy before. And he came in and like did all right, but like obviously some of the decisions weren't great. Um, I don't know if you saw one of the, uh, one of the rather good linebackers from the Bears. Did you see that tackle that he made? No. So he got in a he got like he folded up a, one of the running backs or wide receivers from the Lions, like a folding table. No, and got too far over him, and his arm got trapped underneath, and he broke his arm right in half. <gasps> Mm. It sounds was, like something I want to see, honestly. It was on Pardon My Takes Twitter. Oh, that fucker broke. It looked – his arm went from straight to the curve of a water slide in about a second. It was so gross. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, now, I, hope he feel, I hope he gets better soon. Now uh, a game – Granted, they just lost their franchise quarterback, and then they just lost their backup franchise quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, who is starting to look like a really nice quarterback. Uh, The Colts lost to a team that is actively trying to lose uh, sixteen in the Dolphins, 16-12. to I I, I didn't see it. I know Fitzmagic had a decent game playing QB. But, oh, my God. Imagine if you're the GM of the Dolphins and you're already so far into a year that you can't win and Fitzmagic decides to come in for these two games and, like, yep, here we go. (laughs) We're going to win some games. I'd be like, why aren't they playing their practice team quarterback? What if they traded – I know they can't because the deadline's passed. What if they would have traded him? They're like, no, we're losing. Stop it. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, they – when you're already this far in and you had zero wins until last week, 
you don't win games anymore. Like, it's stupid. Right. Who's the dude from uh, Longest Yard? Adam Sandler? Um, no, the character, he's like, it's it's whatever, it's time to shine. He's like, oh. how come I never like quarterback? And then Adam Sandler throws him the football, and he or he says, throw me the ball, and he tries to throw it at him straight, and he throws it like way to the left, and he's like, that's why. Yeah, I, I was eating popcorn. I, I was eating popcorn. Yeah, yeah what the hell is that guy's uh, name? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I'll find it's, it in a it's second. Better, it's time to shine or whatever. I don't know. Okay. That's, uh, how I, that's who they need for quarterback. Uh, next, we will move on to our first cocaine game of the year. <laughs> the Packers 24, Panthers 16. Oh, because the snow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, people were doing blow on the field. Well, I didn't know you were referring to. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't know, um, I thought the Dolphins was the cocaine squad. No, I have a thorough, thorough love for when the frozen tundra has snow falling on it. Lambo Field, the frozen tundra. Yeah. Um, oh, man, man, man. Aaron Jones is turning into an awesome running back. I Did you watch that game? No, you were at the library. Yes. Or some, you I was at the it? library, but I had it on. Oh, okay, that's good. Um well, we'll talk about the MVP thing in a second. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks real nice again. Um, their defense, uh, their whole team really rebounded well after that Chargers bullshit. Um, Vontae Adams finally looks like he's back to 100%. He had like 118 yards, which is nice to see. Um, one thing I've noticed with the Packers, and I've been saying it since the beginning of the season, I'm pretty sure on this show, that – they're finally like starting to not let Geronimo Allison play very much because he <laughs> sucks. And yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake Kummerow and Alan Lazard are slowly turning into really, really, really good football players. Ooh, Alan Lazard. I, somebody compared him to Randall Cobb and I was like, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. If he was a foot taller. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he could turn into a Randall Cobb. But, you know, you know where is a great place to watch the Packers at? Probably the Fox Bar and Grill in Marshall. Yes, exactly. Wow. That's exactly what I was thinking, the Fox Bar and Grill. Sunday specials, start out with a Bloody Mary, wait for the Packers game to come on, get some wings going in there. Were they 50-cent wings? Uh, yes. Yeah, get some wings going in there. Um. Just uh, great one one disclaimer about that though that people screw up a lot. It's dine in only for the cheap wings. Okay, dine. Sorry, dine in only for the cheap wings. So it's dine in only, but the Fox great place to go. They got a meat raffle. Um, they got some other good stuff that I can't think of right now because I just have such a good. They, fun they uh, have cash drawings every Monday. Um, it's only a dollar to enter to try and win a whole kitty, and if no one claims it. It just keeps rolling over. The last big winner won $900 on a $1 uh, investment. So, I mean, that's I, pretty good odds. I believe that's 900 to 1 odds to win. Yeah, so suck it. Um, but, yeah, great food. Um, their, their craft beer uh, actually have for such a small bar, has a good selection of craft beer for all the Great picky, selection of beer. For the picky drinkers. Um, great food, especially when Tina makes it. Fox Bar and Grill. Shout out to Tina. Um, Located also, on Main Street in Marshall, Wisconsin. Also, we are still trying to solidify the live show. 
I was in contact with them and they said that there's a decent chance that we can do it. But the day before Thanksgiving is like by far and away their like busiest day of the year. That's because everybody comes home. Well, yeah, everyone's home and everyone wants to get drunk before they have to deal with their annoying families that they don't like. <laughs> um, so hopefully that all works out for us. Um, if we can get it right, um, we'd like to do maybe uh, print our first few t-shirts, give a few away. Um, we're also talking about doing, uh, we're going to buy some drink chips. And anyone who walks in the door that says anything about Big Ten Thoughts will automatically be given like a raffle ticket for some drink chips and a t-shirt. And a t-shirt. There you go. There's some marketing for And I work for, for Barstool, so yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Clout. Next game, uh, Rams 12, Steelers 17. Uh, I think the Rams are done. Uh, I think they made uh, – I don't know what happened to them because they should not lose a game, really. They yeah, have they're so much, good. They have so much talent on their team. Um, Cooper Cup held without a catch. Oh, he had no catches? Correct. Is he on your fantasy team? He's not. He's on Omar's. Oh, roommates. that's tough because he's a weapon. Oh, um, he's very good. Next game, uh, I think it's safe to say the Vikings are pretty good. They won 28 28- 24 over the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are also um, kind of one of those teams in the playoffs or not in the playoffs, but could very easily make the playoffs, but also have a, like, they haven't really figured out their identity yet. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had a piss poor game. Good. Um, and then next, the old Monday night, it was a thriller in the Bay, not Manila. Um, Thriller in the Bay. It went to overtime. Um, Seahawks 27, 49ers 24. Oh, boy. Now we can get into the MVP talk. Russell Wilson might be the best ball thrower in the NFL right now. Ooh, yeah. He had an unreal game. Um, Just that game in general was something out of a Monday night, like, storybook you had you had a few field goals missed it was a west coast game so you got to stay up a little bit later if you're if you're you know if you're a high schooler listening to us maybe you got to skip your bedtime um <laughs> yeah jimmy g just being a beaut out there throwing pretty good balls Ed russell wilson just did you see overtime that like 20 yard run yeah. 49ers had him contained and he got out of it impressive incredible so and that's uh kind of where i i wanted to talk about a little bit of the mvp talk so here's how i see mvp right now okay like in order well there's a tie for third kind of and you're gonna laugh at me when i say my fifth person but it's not that outrageous to think about robert mathis no he doesn't okay. even play anymore, does he? No. Yeah, I was going to say. Like four years. Okay. So well, then I would have laughed at you if it would have been Robert Moore Mathis. But it's here, here we go. So I have Russell Wilson as number one on the list. Okay. Number two on the list, I have Lamar Jackson. Go. My T- pick. Tied for third. Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then uh, this is where it gets a little contentious. 
Um, maybe this is me. If you're going to say Aaron Jones, I'm not going to disagree with you. You're not going to disagree? No. Okay. Well, he's, uh, he's tied with McCaffrey for the most touchdowns in the NFL right now. So yeah, uh, he is, they both have 15 touchdowns and Aaron Jones, uh, is second among running backs and receiving yards. And he is third in rushing yards. And for a dude that gets no credit, he looks really nice for the Packers. Um, Rogers, uh, right now is on pace to have 5,000 yards throwing, which he has never done, never done before. He is second in the NFL in passing touchdowns, I believe behind Matt Ryan of all people. I don't know how the fuck they can't win a game. Um, that's a lot of yards. I know. I mean, because he's already won MVP twice, and I think his highest pass yardage in those two seasons was 4,400, which is anything over 3,500 yards is really incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How how do you feel about that order as of right now? I like it. I think Deshaun Watson needs to be on that list somewhere. Um, Whether that's third or fourth, I don't know, but – I think Lamar Jackson's number one just because I like Lamar. And he was wearing sunglasses. Did you see that? Oh, that's such cool. Yeah, that's he cool. looked like he a wearing, goon. He was, he was looking good, I thought. But he was wearing sunglasses. I thought that's cool. I think he should be MVP. And then, yes, I think Russell Wilson finally gets maybe, like, some well-deserved talk in the MVP that he hasn't gotten before in his career. And then, obviously, I'm pretty comfortable with the rest of your list. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to win it. I think he should be discussed in it. And then obviously the running backs, Aaron Jones and um, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think a running back is going to win the award, but I think that he would, they, they need to be at least talked about in the discussion as well as Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I can't disagree with the Deshaun Watson one either. Another, another one of those people that no one wants to give credit to. And I don't, I, I don't really get why, um, I think I think the win total unfortunately dictates a lot of of what uh, why people vote or who gets the votes for MVP. But I, man, I, I'd be curious to look on like Vegas's odds as of right now of who is going to win it because I, what I'll say about Lamar Jackson is. His yards are decent, but one thing I think that's like setting him apart just based off of how people judged him or predicted that he would do this year. Oh, you can't have set running plays to be a quarterback. I think that's bullshit. Just wait. Just wait. So, you know, they, oh, you can't run the ball to win in this league, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? He's beaten everyone by throwing. And yeah. And he's not – there's no set run plays for him. When he needs to leave the pocket like other good quarterbacks do – He like, does. Look at how good Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers scramble. They don't All look right. for it first, but then they make plays of it. And he happens to make hundreds of yards worth of running plays. That's um, Yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah, I mean, they have RPOs mixed in there, but, like, it's an RPO for a reason. You know, like, you're either going to run it or you're going to pass it. It's what the option is. So, I don't know. I think that's – that's an interesting point you bring up for that. Yeah, um, we can move on. It'll be – I mean, there's a few – obviously, every game – it's already 10 weeks in, which seems weird. It seems like the season's been going fast. But um, we can move on to what I view as – we'll see how it gets investigated. Slips. 
potentially the worst day in baseball since all of the steroid stuff. Hey, are, are you calling out my change-ups? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay, so for those of you who don't know or don't know a lot about it, uh, Mike Fires, I believe a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics now, was on the World Series championship team in Houston in 2017. And he came out and said the reason that no one could shut their hitters down in that year and potentially years before and years after is because they were electronically stealing tips from a camera on center field. And I think it is one of the – maybe I'm wrong and maybe you can help me out on this. But since all the steroid stuff came out, the Mitchell report, this is the worst thing that's happened to baseball since then. Yeah. Um, a, a team, a team that has been looked at in the last few years as a dynasty with all of these amazing hitters and pitching is pitching, whatever they're like, the pitchers have been good as well. You can't really cheat in pitching. I mean, you're either That's true. good or you're, not. You're, yeah. But if it comes out that and someone admits or they can find concrete proof that they were electronically stealing pitches, I think you have to take their World Series away. I don't know how they would do that, but, I mean, I don't think that that would be out of the question. Um, quick side note, the Cy Young votes came out tonight and Justin Verlander won, and that's – Worst decision ever. Garrett Cole should have won it. 300 strikeouts, a 250 ERA, over 20 wins. And he had he more. Yeah, won. he had more wins, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, Anyways, man. whatever. But I think Garrett Cole should have won. But back to the cheating scandal. Interesting how it almost looks like the Astros are at the end of their run. And now check it out. Oh, their GM or their assistant GM gets fired because he made bad comments. Well, he was just being an asshole. Correct. It's fired, and everything comes unraveled. Mike Fires comes out. They're cheating. They're taking signs. They're making noise in the dugout. They're banging on stuff. They're whistling, all that good stuff. Yeah, so Third, I guess I didn't explain well. The, the way that they were cheating is there was a video monitor in their dugout, allegedly, and when they would find out that an off-speed pitch or a changeup was coming, they would From slam, the signs from the catcher. Yeah, they would slam a bat into a garbage can or the top of the dugout or whatever. And it would make a noise that the, the hitter knew. So now he knew that there was a changeup coming instead of – so he knew he wasn't going to sit on a fastball so he wouldn't strike out. Yeah, and – And you still have to hit the ball and know where the location is. So you have to be a good hitter. But yeah. at the same time, it makes it a hell of a lot easier if you know that it's going to be an 84-mile-an-hour changeup versus a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Right, and a point that you just made that you still have to be a good hitter and still have to make contact with that ball, if they find that they were doing this and they don't get in any trouble for it, which yeah. I'd find hard to believe, if they don't get in any trouble for this... Which okay, I think they will. I think they will too, but if they don't, guess what? Barry Bonds still had to make contact with all those balls. Right. Yeah. And the argument is, is that, okay, Alex Bregman's still a great hitter. He's in the major leagues, but maybe he's a 280 hitter with this cheating. He's a 310 hitter. Yeah. Just like Barry Bonds was a hell of an athlete and an MVP caliber player every year, but with steroids, he 
obviously broke the home run record where maybe he only hits 500 or who knows. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, just a horrible look on for baseball. Cause a team that, I mean, other than if they beat your, your team, but if you're just a baseball fan, a team that has players on it that you can really root for. Oh, absolutely. Like hundred percent great players to watch play. And they had a lot of fun doing it, but I would also argue that I would have a hell of a time playing major league baseball if I knew what fucking pitch was coming. Yeah, that's true. I think anybody <laughs> would. I mean, that's, that's a very good argument, but like you said, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, those guys, I mean, you got to cheer for them. They're, class acts they're great people they're awesome in their community and just sucks that it comes out that maybe they were stealing pitches because especially i mean it's one thing if you're you know i'm all for if a pitcher's tipping his pitches if he's doing his glove a certain way if he's if he's going to tell you what he's throwing by his own fault and you can pick that up by it's just like in softball if you can decode what number one means by all means, yes. no. Okay, it. that's part right. of the game. But right. Not using a camera like that's just like right. stealing a catcher's sign. If you're at second base and you pick up their cadences or yeah. whatever, you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if so, he's gonna put down one every time, then okay, pick it up. Yeah, do that, but don't use a camera. Right. So I guess uh, I should clarify where I stand on that. Tipping pitches as a runner on second base or as a batter who's good enough to see that the pitcher is doing something different—that's incredible, smart baseball. Correct. But when a camera is telling your dugout and the dugout's telling you, well, actually, no. I should clarify that too. If camera's telling the dugout, then you suck. If your dugout alone is watching the pitcher and can tip for you, I'm fine with that too, actually. That's just good baseball. That's smart. That's gamesmanship. Yeah. Okay. Enough with that. Uh, Dad joke of the week. Are you ready? Yeah. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Um, I, you, you go, you go first. Me, 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 you go, you go first. Me, you, me, you, you go first. All right. What does a vegetarian zombie eat? Pussy. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. What? (laughs) Wow. Sorry, re-ask the question. I'll give a different response. What does a vegetarian zombie eat? <laughs> I have no idea. Grains. <laughs> you fucking suck. Honestly. Oh, my God. Uh, that wasn't as the worst thing I've said on here. Yeah, okay. that's true. Now we might get to the worst thing I've said on here. <laughs> okay. So uh, the only reason I'm using this dad joke is because I have one leg and otherwise I wouldn't use it. Uh, This is true. He does have one leg. I can attest to this. So the man in the wheelchair that stole my camouflage jacket, you can hide, but you can't run. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, (laughs) I think I could say that. Yeah, I guess. You, that's like, uh, yeah, all right, that's fair, I guess. I, I, I might be teetering on the line of maybe I can, maybe I can't. But anyways, fuck it. Um, do you have a feel-good story of the week, sir? Yeah. Um, Colin Kaepernick 
holding a um, a workout or a, well, I'm not going to call it a tryout, but he's doing a workout for NFL teams on Saturday and there's going to be GMs there. And he said that he's been working out for the last three years and staying in game shape. And I think that if he is in shape, by all means, he deserves a job in the NFL because when he was cut and released and all that stuff and wouldn't get signed, I think he was getting blackballed and it wasn't fair. And I think that he deserves a shot that if he's healthy and is up to game shape, a hundred percent, he should be in the league. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, I think he's been out of the league for far too long. Um, and I guess he was working out with, uh, he was working out with Jerry Rice actually. Because Jerry Rice is still a big health nut. And Jerry Rice said that he's known Cap for a long time. And he says it's the best shape he's ever been in. Good. So I think there are a lot of teams that would go, well, now we don't have to give up a draft pick to try and pick up a quarterback. Uh, we can just pick Cap up right now. And right. if I had to guess, he would not be playing for the money. I think he'd be playing to prove everyone wrong. Um, one thing I hope that this tryout of, of sorts or workout and all these meetings that he's about to go through, I hope it's not a stunt by the NFL to get everyone off their back. Yeah, I agree. Um, I hope it's legitimate. Um, f- fuck Roger Goodell. Um, I can't stand him. And yeah, um, would you like to hear mine? Of course, yes. Okay, so oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna shank this dude's name and I'm sorry. Um Marathoner Carlos Orozco of Saginaw. In two thousand fifteen, Carlos weighed six hundred and fifty pounds. He ate fast food three times a day and he drank very heavily. Um his legs were so swollen that his uh skin began to crack and become infected just by the nature of stretching. Um, doctors told him that he had three years to live. This last week, down 475 pounds, oh. but he completed the Detroit Marathon. Jesus. Uh, so shout out to Carlos because that, wow. uh, let alone if you are – in good shape your whole life running a marathon's impressive but being told that you're gonna die if you don't do something and then not only to lose that weight but to go do something that uh i mean a marathon is an incredible thing to finish um for anyone really yeah no that's really cool good for him it sounds like now that he's done this one and knows what it takes he's gonna like start going after marathons a few times a year. Like, yeah. So good for him. Um, Yeah, no, that's really cool. Happy for him. I, I hope that we see soon that he potentially has done another one, but uh, talk about a, I, I can't imagine even going through the process of losing that much weight, how good that would feel alone. Yeah. Um, and then to do something that uh, like the marathon was literally created because a person died running 26 miles. Like that's how the first one, like that's why it became a thing. Cause really, they, yeah. Cause people uh, granted oh, to see did, if they could push the limits or whatever. I mean, this is like way, way back in, 
like so long ago that this happened, but the dude was a messenger and he had to run 26 miles to give a message and he ended up getting there and dying because of it. So now people want to, obviously, I mean, so now people do it for fun. (laughs) Yeah. Now people do it for fun. Um, the first dude to ever do it that died, uh, did it barefoot, uh, like through sand and dirt, but Beside the fact, uh, there's the show for this week. Um, I'm Beef. That is SFK. This is Big Thoughts, Big Ten Thoughts. How how do you spell thoughts? ASMR. ASMR. So for those of you, sorry, for those of you who listened last week, what I was tapping on was indeed a hockey puck. So if you guessed that, congratulations. Now, when you think about big thoughts you think about the big 10 logo and that's a b1g so when you search us type in b1g and then you throw in a space and then it's t-h-o-u-g-h-t-s because it's thoughts not thoughts now we're gonna do a little little asmr so i'm gonna look around for something in my room and i think i found it is everybody ready That was your ASMR for the week. Now go out there, stay safe, have a great weekend, kids. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no. Be smart. Go do something good for someone this weekend. Oh, also, uh, go golfers. Uh, we didn't mention this at the beginning, and we probably should have. Uh, thank you to all of our veterans who have served. And yes, absolutely. Lost their Continue life to serve for our freedom. Um, I. That should have been brought up earlier. We both whiffed on that, so I am sorry. And on that note, thank you very much. And that's Big Ten Thoughts. Peace. See you.